everybody. Welcome to our show. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. This is a podcast for and about the town we love. And now we're talking Darian. Hello and welcome. Today is December 8th and today we have Gina Blum, Executive Director and Peter Sauce now, a board member at the At Home and Darien organization, which is an organization that helps our seniors age in place. Um, and Liz, I got to say, I think this is cool because up to now we have kind of largely focused on organizations and people that are interesting to people our age, to their kids. Um, and I don't think we've really picked up our heads and, and looked at the senior community. And Darian, as, as a community in general, I think does a really good job of catering to the youth in this town. But it's really neat what these people are doing for our seniors. And I can't wait to hear more about it. I know. I mean, similar to what you're saying there, too, is our podcast has been a lot about like the volunteerism in town, right? P- people that are giving themselves in a philanthropic way. Um, it's Christmas time. We thought we'd highlight one of these charities. But this one has a particular uh, heartstring for me because my mom actually has worked for it for years. And she shared some of the stories that of why this is such a special and unique um, organization to our town. So I'm glad to be able to share it with you guys, especially this holiday season. That's right. Enjoy. Gina and Peter, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Our pleasure. Thank you. Nice to be here. You know, it's funny, Taylor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in here. You said something right before we went on recording here, and you said like how, quote unquote, aging in place, which is a term we're going to use here, is more hot than ever. And I, I kind of laughed for a second there, like it made it as a joke, but it's not funny. But it is a hot topic right now, right? Well, I think it's got to be, right? I mean, if you've got COVID, nobody wants to be really in a group home right now. I mean, I think everybody would rather stay in place, you know, if you're in that position. So and this is what the fact that you guys can deliver that is incredible. Like, tell us how you do that and what your mission is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so aging in place is simply what it sounds like living in the home that you have roots in, where you've raised your family, where you have a connection to the community. And this is the goal of at home. That is what people it. want to do. It, you know, like all surveys have kind of said across the nation, it's nationwide, people want to age in place in their homes. And that is our mission to help people do that so they can do it safely, comfortably, and you know, live independently as long as possible. And you guys have been, how long at, uh, has it been around Gina at Home and Darien? We are at a dozen years as an official organization. And then there was a lot of planning before that. Ahead of your time. See, look at this. Yes. Darian is definitely at the forefront of this movement, caring for seniors. And, you know, we're a role model. This town can be really proud of being a role model on the services we offer seniors. Yeah. Seniors have many options these days where they can go and what they can do. And I think, you know, making sure you have in the community that they can stay at home. I think people think maybe, you know, I'm aging. I have to go this place or I have to go this route. No, there are many options and organizations like ours really enables them to select what's the best option for themselves. So, and so Peter, if it's at home, that's the right place to be. Right. So and you've actually, you're on the board. So we, so we can talk about that, but I, I'd rather, I want to go straight to like, you actually have a personal story with this, an experience with this, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and people, we, we talked to this a little before the podcast, you know, there's, everybody has now has a connection to aging. We have aging parents, multi-generations. Um, so I grew up in it. I mean, I grew up in it early. My my grandmother was a home health aide, and she was sort of living at home, uh, doing the at-home work, going to family to family. And I think organizations like ours just continue that and enable that and make that more professional, which is nice because the need is just greater than ever. So I, I grew up in that with with that and entered a business in that. There's there was multi-million dollar businesses in that, and now there's all these communities that see the value in keeping you at home. 
I mean, Darien sees that, and that's one of the reasons they support us with the town. And um, I think people, individual donors, and our volunteers. So it's a, it's just a terrific organization to be a so, part of. So it's really a nice connection with that. Did you join the board because you have this personal experience? Like, had you or had you heard of at home? But Peter was one of our most fantastic volunteers. Oh. He came to us offering to volunteer. Yeah, and. Then we thought, wow, he's got a lot to offer the board, too. I mean, we but, have a lot of energetic volunteers. I certainly, being aware of it, wanted to help out in my community, like a lot of our board members, like a lot of our volunteers, and we saw that we could participate. And okay, by the way, you I just said, because I'm aware of it. Sorry, I don't, you're going to say yeah, I was going to say, like a lot of the people we interview on this podcast, yeah. they want to help out. That's they cool. want to help out. Yeah. Keep going. Well, I thought it was interesting that you, Peter, you said that I was aware of it. Like, I think you're a rare breed, that you're yeah. aware that this is... Not only a need, but extremely important need that like. Uh, yeah, but like, we hear, but we hear a lot of people when you go to out and with your peers or with other families, they say, my mom is going through this or my dad is going through this. And then you need a connection for that. So I think a lot of the awareness, yes, I was in the business of it, but I think a lot of people are going through this on a personal level and reach out and become aware of it through that connection. We're trying to make inroads through the community. So I think people are now aware of aging. They're aware of the need for elder care services, and they're willing to kind of reach out and and look for different options. Okay, so what are sorry, Taylor, I'm jumping yeah, in. What, what are, are the, the services? services? There you go. <laughs> yeah. High five, air high five, Taylor in the studio. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so our services are so important, so essential to people. And uh, number one, transportation. Uh, seniors need transportation to get where they need to go, um, whether they've given up driving completely or perhaps they just don't drive into our neighboring cities where a lot of medical appointments tend to be. You know, the hospitals are on the um, Norwalk, Stanford uh, cities. So some people just don't do that driving. And we help them out with that. But we also have wonderful volunteers who do who provide a lot of essential services like grocery shopping and that was nowhere more important than over covid right um, sure. i was afraid to go to the grocery store myself right. you know masked up and gloves and remember that early stuff you just didn't know what you had to wipe down to bring into the house but yes and this is the group that was most affected right so they like they needed it more than ever yes by the way you know side note there did you yeah. lose volunteers like well during that time because they were nervous to... Things shifted. It was interesting. Some people were nervous to be in that environment, but I can't tell you how many people... We were, were inundated, inundated with calls of people offering to help. People wow. who were just kind of maybe Googling or searching or had heard about us and knew wow. that we were the way to help seniors. And I... It's an amazing town. I'll tell you, I love so to hear generous. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The totally. people were doing that like... It, yeah. Yes. And that's amazing. Yeah, because I mean, I'll admit, I get the mailer every, how often do you send it? Three times a year, it goes out to every mailbox in town. And and I've looked at it and thought, oh, isn't that nice? But it, I, I'll admit, because I'm focused on my kids so much, like I haven't really thought much about it, but especially during COVID, like God bless you guys for doing right. what you did. Well, it makes it smart that you guys have that mailer. So in the back of your minds, people kind of know about this, but yeah. maybe like don't think about it. But then when COVID hit, they're like, wait, we have a group here that's targeted at. Yeah. Right. So sorry, I interrupt you, but you're back to what your you, the services, services. you yeah. So transportation, volunteerism. Volunteers who do all like- sorts of things. So they do grocery shopping. They do visits. They do phone calls, um, like check-in kind of calls. Okay. They do um, provide rides as well when someone needs to be accompanied into an appointment. And then we have like a whole slew of volunteers who does um, – we just finished leaf raking. So going oh. to seniors' homes to rake leaves or, or um, coming up will be shoveling of public sidewalks that we get kids from the high school to do. Oh, I and love that. It's great. It's such a great way to it's involve. It's a good uh, community service project mm-hmm. too for yeah. young. We can meet a lot of needs too. I mean, we have people who just call and have, 
you know, they need computer help. I mean, I've, I'm a volunteer in a number of different ways. I'm on, on the board as well as the volunteer. And people will call the office and say, you know, I need help with a telemedicine visit. Can you just come over and sit with me and help me connect? Oh, that's a great point. Or I need help setting up my my computer or I need a ride or I mean so I think my Christmas tree I think the message we want to get (laughs) out yeah but yes but we're there for everything we want to get out that we're a resource for Darianne right so even so if you're if your mom's in town or even Taylor discussing if your mom's not in town and you need a question about what kind of resource can I look for we're there to help the people of Darianne so so nothing is really off the table we want you to call we're looking for that activity. Okay, we I can got, provide some of those services and we can refer to others. Okay, so there's two tangents then here. So I, I'm curious like how, from the senior side, how they know all that, how they access that. Then I'm also curious from the volunteer side, how like, you know, if I'm, you know, Joe Schmo sitting at home right now, like, holy cow, like I could do that, or how, how that works. So you guys tell me, what, what, talk about volunteers, or talk about the people you're helping. I'll talk about the volunteers first. Okay. Um, we try to put the word out on yeah. what we do, but we also like, as Peter said, customize things to what people need, what seniors need, and then we put an ask out. So I probably have about 60 volunteers that we have vetted. So they have gone through the application process and we've screened them because we are going to make sure that anybody we put in touch with a senior is trustworthy. So there is a process. Um, And those people tell us what they're interested in doing. So is it, do they want to work hands-on and and help somebody or do they want to do office work for us because we have lots of envelope stuffing and things like that that we could use help with too and it changes people have different uh, you know abilities and different um, availability at different times in their lives Um, but our volunteers are usually looking to help someone out to make a difference in someone's life and and we give them that opportunity to do that oh that's really nice and are you guys always in need peter maybe are you guys always in need of volunteers Always a need. We're always looking for volunteers. Yeah. Definitely. And your point, like you don't have to be, if you're worried that you don't want to be like, especially in COVID, you don't want to be in contact with a senior citizen or maybe like per, some people like just don't do great with person to person stuff, right? They just don't like that interaction. They can do telephone. There's no requirements. So they right. can do once a month or they can do it every day and they yeah. can do it towards their skill. If they're a people person or a non-people yeah. person, we're willing to work with them. If they want to work with seniors in some way, we can put them, we can yeah. have them volunteer with us. We also have lots of people who do, who we need for handy kind of chores items around the house so people might need something repaired like a simple thing the kind of thing you couldn't even hire somebody to do for you i need that too it's supposed to to be called a husband (laughs) but i don't know we're working on that that's a a big endeavor (laughs) if you get that list blast it to every mom and darian (laughs) so i'm just kidding i'm just (laughs) perfect um but you know you actually also talked about um Taylor, when we were talking about this, right? But the vetted, not, not vetted volunteers, but like service provider volunteers. And that's, that's different, right? Like vetted service providers? Yeah. So let's go. It's uh, trusted service providers. Okay. Okay. And those are people that are in a business or... Um, we're talking like plumbers and electricians and stuff, right? Exactly. So okay. you remember Angie's List? Yeah. I think they've changed the name or something, but... That concept of of having a list of people that you can hire to do a task for you is so important because, you know, like seniors might have in the day opened a phone book and chosen someone, you know, or, you know, or you Google it nowadays, you look at reviews, but maybe they don't all have access to be able to do that or to go on to a group where people are making recommendations. But that's what we do. And you're nervous about who you get. Like, I'm nervous about that, who I call, you know, like you hear bad, you know, you you get screwed any day. And I feel like this this someone's coming into your home that you don't know. I mean, that's really great that you do that. an easy target group too, right? They don't know. Yeah. So you have to, so you really vet these volunteer because like as if i have a mom in town and i'm nervous like i want to make sure if she's calling you guys volunteer list you're not sending her some 
you know, some creep. <laughs> I think it's even more than vetting. I think it's uh, the personalization of it. So it's how they come into the home and reporting and after and how did the visit go and the follow-up. So it's it's beyond just here's here is the recommendation on the right plumber or the right service. It's a very personalized service for the for our community. Beyond that, that's how, that's how we want to feel rather than even just a referral. Referral sometimes sounds a little cold. That's a referral. Mm-hmm. They're probably pretty good, but it's even more customized and personalized than that. Yep. And we definitely warm. follow up with each of those it's a people process. that we make yeah. a referral to to say, how did it go? Were you happy with them? And I have no problem taking somebody off the list if someone com- you know complains yeah, about sure. Good for Good you. It's your job. Yeah, yeah. we follow up with all the appropriate and people. If, and if you have a person, by the way, so one thing, another, if you have someone who has a business in town, like if someone wants to be on this list and show you guys, they just give at home and Darian a call and say, hey, we're. Absolutely, yeah. they should. And there's a couple of lists they can be on. So they can be hired to do a service. Those are the people we refer to. And then we would love for people to give a perk, an incentive, a discount. Yeah, your list of perks is pretty impressive. Yeah, I have often... So when you turn 60 and you are a Darien resident, you get a membership card from us. And some people are like, oh, 60, that's so young. I don't need this. But like some of those discounts and incentives are perks, right? (laughs) I'll take a perk. So you get like... uh, I think some of the people's favorites are... We talked about the salt caves on that list. The Darien (laughs) Diner. People are always loving a discount. I mean, who doesn't love a little discount somewhere right. so yeah like maybe like a flower something at the flower shop at nielsen's or something they're i mean not, yes yeah oh really they palmers have yes palmers Palmer? offers and all the all the great businesses in town offer something and if you're not on our list you need to get on it yeah we welcome them to wow. call us and they just get the card in the mail when they turn 60 they do that's cool that's yeah point, so we send a birthday card and it says something like um you know if you um need our services for yourself for a loved one you know when we know we say we know you're young but perhaps you have you know you <laughs> i'm calling for a friend right? <laughs> <laughs> you know so. perhaps you have time at your in this time of your life that you can volunteer with us yes eugenia be very delicate with that messaging you know because when someone turns 60 right they're already a little you know a little gun shy there about being old so you can't be like congrats you're 60 you're old (laughs) it it is so delicately phrased (laughs) but i have to say i um went to high school with a a girlfriend that i ran into in town and she called me and said my friend told me she got a card take my name off that list i do not (laughs) want to get that card when i turn 60 and i tried to say oh come on you got to think about it this way and she wouldn't have any of it as my mom says it's better than the alternative which is not turning 60. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well said. Your mom's brilliant. But go ahead. Oh, I was just going to bring up a point, which I think is so important. We're all going to be there. Regardless how much, you know, you're fighting it for, don't embrace it. What was that quote about ageism? Ageism. So it's the only prejudice you commit against your future self. Ah. So think about that a little bit. We're hopefully all getting there. I do think about this, by the way, like in, to be like, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm such a joker about things. I like to keep it light, but in all seriousness, I think learning to work with the elderly is a taught skill. And my mom's mom taught her this. And my mom teaches me this, the importance. And as a kid, I was always kind of annoyed about this. My mom would kind of drag us to elderly homes or retirement homes. And, and she didn't overly like love the work. She just thought it was an important thing to do and taught us. And now it was, I just have that automatically in me. I think it's so important because if there's any generation generation or population that deserves our respect and our appreciation, it is this group of people. And and by the way, when you so go ahead, yeah, Peter. no, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think you get more being a volunteer. In my experience, I got as much out of it as the person who I was working with. So you're I'm you're sure. there trying to say, okay, I'm working with this person, but 
in fact, I, I found that I was getting I, I was getting as much out of it or more. I felt, uh, you know, in these visits that or, or these conversations with the people that I was working with, they were just it was interesting and um, to hear their views and and to hear their perspectives. And um, yes. I, I got a lot of fulfillment out of it. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, you felt like volunteering. I'm doing good for the other person, but I felt it was is really good for me to volunteer and work with other people. So right. it's really a two way street. The volunteering it's a really it's really a connection. The volunteering may be an old model. It's a connection with other people who you may not meet otherwise. When you're tapping a resource that will be gone someday, like, I mean, I run the Veterans Day Committee at Oxridge in our elementary school. Um, we did a video this year of um, a question and answer session with some veterans. We had two World War II vets that were able to do this, and they were wow. phenomenal. And to capture their wisdom and their stories for our kids like can kids get involved can kids volunteer here i mean absolutely god it's so cool yeah, to see that so, connection so and i can't underscore enough the importance of a multi-generational community i mean it gives such value to our town to to pay you know respect to seniors um for young people it's it's about them being aware it puts them outside of themselves thinking about other people and um I look forward to going back to the elementary schools soon. We've been out of the system because of COVID, but I would go to kids' care clubs and give a presentation to each of the elementary schools about seniors. No way. Yeah. So it was just really great to hear, you know, and I would talk, we would talk about seniors in their lives or in their neighborhood or, you know, and what they, you know, talk, just talk about getting older and, and the issues they might have, seniors might have, and how kids can be more respectful of that. And then we would end with doing some sort of craft project, you know, so that they could create a card and perhaps it was a potted plant in the spring or a decorated pumpkin in the fall or whatever it might be. We We've done neck warmers. We've done all sorts of things. This, the kids' care clubs are the creative ones who come, come up with these ideas. Wow. But um, then we deliver them. The, we have volunteers who deliver these gift bags to seniors who are typically people who are homebound, who might be alone, who I know don't have family around or don't have family at all. And I know they can use a smile. They could use a lift. And it just gives them – they're so grateful. They are so grateful to – know that someone is thinking about them it makes their day it just that is so nice that goes back to I mean, it's a taught you going to elementary school so i'm saying it's a taught skill to appreciate this generation and and to what you were saying peter about like it's a two-way streak yeah what you get out of that like what you learn like every time i sit down with like one of my seniors and i hear like something will just come up and i'll hear a story and i'm like holy s-h-i-t like what you just told me was crazy like you did that you've seen that and they're like yeah like yeah duh mm -hmm. i'm like D i mean you just don't i don't know like it, it, i mean that's why like my mom not to well my mom does this too and she tells me stories that have happened to her like of people she's met and by the way, one of her people like would go to training sessions all the time. Like she would drive her to go see training sessions. And this lady was so interesting and cool that her two young, like 20 something trainers were like, can we take you to lunch? Like we want to hang out with you. And so it's neat to kind of see that, you know, picking up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's important for younger generations to have seniors around. And I think it's important for the seniors to have the supportive systems in town so they can stay. So you're here. Yes. And you never have to think about, well, why should I move? Why do I have to go here? Why do I have to go to Florida? Right. No, everything becomes natural. I mean, you have people in their 90s who are just going to keep living here and they can participate in the same way as a 50-year-old. And I think it's with our services that just enables that to continue. And well, that's the development of a community. I love that the town is, um, you know, so supportive of this. Let's talk about your funding arrangements. I know you guys are almost all on donations, but the town really enables you to do what you do, right? Can you explain that? 
Yeah, so we have a really strong partnership with the town of Darien, and our office is in Town Hall, which is uh, cool. wonderful for us. It also puts us Come in- say hi with your mask on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it also puts us in between two important other resources for seniors, which is the Senior Center which is, um, in Town Hall and, and Human Services, where social workers are working that can help. So the three of us uh, work so closely together. We are like a three-legged stool need the other group. And we just are a safety net for seniors. We make sure that they need get whatever they need and collaborate. We're all about collaboration. But so does your funding, where, where's the majority of your funding come from? So the majority of our funding comes from private donors. And we just, we absolutely count on the generosity of this town to fund our budgets and, and make everything happen for us. And how and big a budget do you have annually? It's about $200,000. And significant fundraising every year. It is. And we yeah. don't do events. Um, we've been fortunate not to have to. And, and the population is such that, you know. We could do more. We'd like to do more. We We're could. open to ideas. We like fundraising. I mean, it's an active yeah. board. We want to call on. So we've had individual donors. And we're also now trying to make a push to get more maybe institutional donors to come on board with. Mm. Um, that seems to be a route that we can continue to expand to. So, but yes, we rely on our board to be active and help with that fundraising. And um, did you guys mention a, like a donation you guys got from a large donation you guys just got? Yeah. Can I ask you guys about that? Absolutely. So, we were so excited to partner with the Darien Foundation, and they generously provided a new vehicle for us, a new handicap accessible vehicle. So it is like wow. a Christmas gift to this Holy town. Cow. It enables us to do so much more. Um, it's, of course, state of the art um, with every bell and whistle that we need, but it's got so much more that seniors need. It has um, a ramp that automatically extends from the center of the vehicle out of the side. And wow. the, it kneels. It's a, you've seen probably kneeling oh buses. So it kind of kneels down, coming lowering itself so that the angle of the ramp is extremely minimal. But that gives such great access for people who use wheelchairs, uh, people who use walkers, people who use canes, and lets them get right into their seat without having to climb into the vehicle, you know, and have a hard time getting in and out of seats. And so we're so excited. That We've gotten so great. just got it recently, and people are so delighted. And we also offer these services to people who aren't seniors. So if you are disabled and you do need transportation, yeah. we oh, are one of the only right. places in town where you can get transportation at no cost. Good to know. That's incredible. Yay, Darien Foundation for doing that. And and by the way, like it makes me think about the collaboration you guys have across the board like I think we mentioned this like you know when we had like a, a pre-interview meeting and I asked you guys like well, do you guys work with other organizations in town and you like Peter and June you guys both started like laying off this list of stuff you guys do with other or can you can you tell me some of those yeah, on air here absolutely I can so we were born out of collaboration and we had a bunch of groups getting together about 15 years ago who were saying, how do we address the needs of seniors? And the ideas percolated, and it developed into the organization that we are, but it was the first congregational church, okay. the Community Fund of Darien, uh, and... Darien, Darien Arts, is it DCA, Darien Community Association? They one? are part of it, too. So, okay. so what we have... Uh, um, 
become is a group that values collaboration. We do not want to duplicate services. What we have chosen to do is to share what other people or organizations in town are doing. So we collaborate with the assisted living facilities as well, the senior center, oh, yes, yes. Um, all the arts centers, the, any anybody that offers an activity or an event okay, or well, something. Good point. So I'm looking yeah. here, you put out this monthly calendar of events, which I'm looking yeah. at here. I'm like, holy cow, this would be awesome for me to see. Like I, I didn't, you know, this is great. You, like for any like, you know, member of the community, but this is a list of things going on in all these different centers around town, yeah. right? That you share. Yeah. Like, explain. And, and what we try to do. So we share this, uh, these ideas so that I look at that list frequently. Like I want to take part in that activity. I want to go to the library for that you know, or hear this or do that Absolutely. or whatever it is, play bridge, do do whatever it is right. there's on there. They're, they're exciting, fun things. You know, that new app is going to be helpful for this too with the, remember the chamber yes. said that they're going to have a new app coming right. in the spring. Yeah, we're going to join the Ooh. chamber. We are. Yeah. Oh, we right. are members of the chamber. We collaborate we with them. Oh, there we that's go. fantastic. We, well, they were just See, saying they, they're, they have a new <laughs> app to this point. They're going to put out like where it's like a community calendar of events, mm-hmm. everything going on. So it's kind of like the work you guys are doing, everyone kind of collaborating together. Yes. Use that word again, sorry, but, and putting all this in one place where... Or so yeah. they, but I think that you guys print though because this this community needs to see this in a which is actually the, I wanted to circle back because you asked earlier like how do volunteers find out about this but we never got to how do seniors find out about this is it really just the physical mailer that you think or the card you that you're what, sending them one of the best things for people to find out about us is word of mouth so people do talk um, you know and tell recommend to their friends oh I got a ride from at home in Darien they're awesome this is what happened or the driver was so nice or the, they made it so easy and that speaks volumes to what we do to make someone feel comfortable to use our services. But we do advertise quite a bit and try to reach this audience of people. And sometimes it's, um, we've, we've gotten the presence out in different areas to address or reach their young, their children, their adult children yep. is what we call them. People like yourselves who have. Sure. And, and it's all about connection. So, you know, you go to the church and it's, you know, somebody who's homebound, it might be their neighbor who calls us. Uh-huh. And it might be they go to the bank and they go to the bank tellers like, you know, she used to come in every week and now it's every month. But then we go to the bank, the bank knows about us. So in town, so Wells Fargo may know about us. So we're trying to reach everyone in the community because as you said, to reach a senior, they're not necessarily going to call us. And generally a lot of care is delivered because someone else initiates that call. Really nice. So it could be a professional. And so yeah, we do medical, all the things that doctors and all doctors. PT, so yeah. they t- we try to tell so them. So all the outreach has a purpose to reach the senior. There's no one way. It's sort of, it's a word of mouth through all the different activities that we're doing because you never know what, what the dynamic is with that senior. They could, they may not have been out of their house for a year and somebody's going to say, a neighbor's going to call or somebody who they used to have a routine or somebody's going to maybe look in and they'll call us. All right. So, so but, that's the way you reach. That's why we're out there. And I'm just curious. I mean, when you say you're providing transportation, like that's amazing. How many people are taking you up on this? How many people are you serving? Yeah. So we consider all the seniors in town to be our members at no cost. So other organizations charge a fee, a membership fee, and we have been able to do it at no cost to people, which is unbelievable. That is unbelievable, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's great. It's it's such a perk. Um, it's a non-exclusive organization. Non-exclusive. It's a true community organization. Yeah. It is. And so we consider the 3,000 people who live in Darien to be our members who are over 60. Okay. And that's about 15% of the population. And you have to remember at that age group that goes from 60 to over 100, there's a variety of needs. You know, that 60-year-old is not going to have the same needs as an 85-year-old. Sure. So we have about 500, almost 500 active riders. Wow. So that it's quite a big group of people who count on us for transportation um, at one point or another. And um, 
The majority of the rides that we provide are for medical purposes. That has shifted. It's even grown now through the pandemic because uh, there's less places for people to go. But typically, it's about 25% of our rides have been for personal reasons, like needing to go to the bank or get your hair done or, you know, grocery shopping. And how far um, will you take them? So we, of course, drive within Darien. We also go to our neighboring towns, to Stamford, to Norwalk, to New Canaan. And then if need be, we um, can go to other places if the ske- our schedule allows. But that's when we'll call in our volunteer drivers, too, to go somewhere a little right. further. Yeah. It's a lot of logistics, Gina. It is a lot of logistics. And I, I have an amazing office staff who helps and, and makes it all happen. It's just you and one other person, though, that It is right now. And because of COVID, <laughs> things changed. We had some people in our office and right, drivers right, who, who are all kind of concerned and didn't want to be in a, a yeah. setting like that. So, yeah, that makes it difficult. Um, but uh, the riders, you know, what makes me so happy about doing this is how grateful everybody is. Like, they're... I can't even tell you how many times I get blessed every day. Someone calls me and says, God bless you. And I'm like, thank you. Bring it on. You know, I'll I'll take (laughs) take all that because it's just the most rewarding work. Um, And and while we are there for medical rides, for me, it's so important to get people out into the community to do things, to keep them connected, to to avoid isolation, to get them. That's why we share the calendar of events. So people have things to do. But um, there's this man that I want to tell you about. His name is John. He's 96. And he reminds me of that every time we talk. You know, he's amazing. And he has such a memory. I I can't even remember last week, but he remembers all sorts of things. (laughs) And he has some amazing stories, like we were saying, the people who share things about their history, but his service to this country, amazing stories, which could totally be another podcast someday. Um, Anyway, one afternoon he calls me, and it was a very, very hot summer day. And uh, the kind of day you just want to sit in the air conditioning and not leave your house. And he asks me, um, any chance one of the drivers might be able to bring me to get ice cream? <laughs> no, <laughs> ice cream. And I thought, oh I my goodness, that. this is wonderful. Absolutely. That's just, I just want to make, you know, I made that happen. It totally. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great story. Like that's these really are, cool. Yeah. These are the connections. I, uh, and it's just great that he My knows. kids would have been very willing to meet him there. You're right. right. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> but that's the connection that we all have. You know, you think. They're, they're people, they're seniors, they're, but they just have these basic needs. And if I can make somebody happy, that's all I want to do. And if you're not there, do you know if someone calls on a Sunday? Like, do you guys have the resource? Are you guys seven days a week here? We are not. We are weekdays. Um, and we have um, volunteers who do things on the weekends if needed. And we also do taxi vouchers. We have a half-price taxi voucher program, which we've gotten a state grant to do. But people have options when they want to drive or go somewhere, I should say, when they're not able to drive on the weekends or evenings. Okay. I like that. And then not to go back, kind of go back just to finalize this one thing, your board. Can you, Peter, I know you're on the board. Tell me, you know, what is your board like? How does, how, why did you get on it? Who's on it? Yeah, the, I mean, it's a terrific board because you're um, very active in the organization. Because as you know, Gina mentioned, it's you know two hundred thousand, you know, our fundraising campaign, and we have a minimal sort of office staff and what we can do. So we rely a lot on the board to take the initiative, okay. um, and that can be anything from sort of doing the work themselves on a committee, okay. um, helping to put on an event and really organizing it and, and and doing the work to all kinds of fundraising. We rely on the board twice a year to go out and, and work with potential donors who want to do that. So it's a it's a board that um, if you have any interest in, in kind of joining or working within the community or working on something that's senior focused, we welcome you to talk to us. And you can get, you know, you can sort of start by 
um, joining us on a committee um, or volunteering as a way to know us. And most of our board members, going back to what you were asking, is they did, we did start, I started as a volunteer and many others started that way as well. Mm. So we get to know them, they get to know us, and then we see if they're interested. I mean, many times we ask people if they're interested in serving on our board. <laughs> um, we're out there. Um, we have one of our committee members, on, on the, one of our board members, excuse me, looking at, you know, trying to recruit other board members to join. So it's very active. Um, it's very engaging. And we look for people who want to participate um, as much as possible. So if you have any interest, yeah, it's another way to connect with us cool. um, as a board member, as a volunteer. I'll talk about good karma, right? I mean, yeah. we're all going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to join a board like this and totally. you know, pay it forward. Totally. I, I love that. Exactly. There's some good karma there. I uh, would love to go back to something. Sure. Which was, you asked me about numbers and rides yes. and how much we're providing. So January 2020, before the pandemic hit us all, um, we had given 489 rides that month. That and month? That month. Wow. 489 rides yep. you guys are coordinating. Yep. And, Holy um, cow. Right. And there are months when I, I looked at our numbers. There were months prior where we had done, done over 500 rides a month. And if you figure out that those numbers, it's 4,000, 5,000 rides a year. Taylor, financial, your financial thing, bring it in. What's, yeah, what like are giving those numbers? 15 a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, in April 2020, after, you know, we're in the pandemic, uh, the, the rides dropped to 62. You know, there weren't as many places for people to go. People were doing their necessary medical things. And otherwise, they were staying home. We were all staying home yeah. at that point. But um, they were concerned for their safety. And, uh, the isolation so. is real there. Holy yeah. cow. So you can see. So that we, makes me. That makes me. But the good speaking. news is there's been an, a huge uptick. People are back to doing things. It was probably most busy this summer in recent times. And people are, are still somewhat concerned. But they have. there's a huge need. To yeah. get people out and where they need to go. Were you connecting with people on Zoom or was it? We weren't. So we weren't creating those activities, but we were telling them how they could do that with the Darien Library, with the Senior Center and, and whatnot. To your point, Peter, like you guys, you guys have a need. If you want to know how to do the Zoom, call us up. We'll yeah, help you yeah, we, we, we like, would help exactly. connect them or we talk to them on the phone. So people who maybe you visit in person, we were now talking on the maybe phone too. Maybe my parents or will call in. Texting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How does this machine work? Don't call me, mom. <laughs> call at home. <laughs> and really, that's what we would be known for. I mean, we want to be there for people how they want to use us. So a lot of times it's, you know, we talk about like preparation or ongoing services, but also it could be a crisis and we're there for you. So, I can, um, you know, so many things we, we did um, through the pandemic, which we didn't typically do, like giving people, um, picking up prescriptions doing that sort of delivery of things. And the, the oddest request I did get was, and I don't know if I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but <laughs> was somebody asking if we could bring a urine sample into their doctor. And I thought, ew, but yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. We will do that. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah. Well, in this age when everyone's health is apparently out in the forefront, you're, everyone's willing to ask anybody else their health questions, why not drop off some urine? Yeah, sure. that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> There's an app for that. Um, is there anything you guys want to add that we didn't cover? Um, well, you know what? I think one of the most important things for us is not only to get the word out about we about what we do, but to fundraise to be able to provide these important services. And I will never forget um, this woman who her name is Pearl, and she 
feisty, feisty woman um, who was 93, I think, at the time. And she was a frequent rider of ours. And some of our riders like to make a contribution to. And some of them will give a dollar for a ride, some, you know, whatever they can do. And, and probably in the small minority of people giving money, but they don't want anything for free, typically, you know. And um, she came into my office and had her check where she was making a donation to us. And she said, you know, if everybody in town gave you $10, you wouldn't need to fundraise anymore. And I thought, yeah, Pearl, you are absolutely right. Spot on. Uh So, you know, that's what we are hoping that everybody is aware of us, supports us, and can make these services happen. Yeah. Contribute any way you can. It's such a valuable part of our community. I love what you're doing. Thank you for supporting, you know, our elderly residents and especially this holiday season. Like, thank you for making their lives easier and yeah, making them feel less alone and part of a community yeah. or in a family. It's great. It warms you. my thank heart. Thank you. Yeah, I love this episode. It warms my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank Thanks you. for having us. It was great. Here.